The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity in World Religions is a book by longtime Unity minister Paul John Roach that connects the dots between Unity teachings and the tenets of the world's religions. Get your copy today at unity.org slash worldreligions. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Hello, everybody. This is Galen McDowell. I'm the executive minister and senior assistant minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is a senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. As you know, this show is about consciousness transformation, about universal spiritual principles, about success and better living. And today I have a powerful guest who will share some insight on how to work with your goals, work with your mindset, and, you know, even in the in the midst of it all, even as we're going through the global pandemic and other things of that nature, the one thing you can do is develop your mind. The one thing you can do is study your own being so you can transform your life through the renewing of your own mind. So today I have a very esteemed guest, uh, Gene McNaughton, who is the president of Success Resource, Resources America. How you doing there, Gene? Galen, I am so pumped to be here. This is great. Beautiful, beautiful. So first of all, let me just say thank you. Thank you. You're running a, you know, a corporation that in the midst of everything that's going on is, you know, is nationwide and is connected to a larger corporation that's worldwide. So I want to just thank you, first of all, for taking time out of your schedule and leading employees and 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 all of the things you have to do to make to take some time just to speak to my audience. Much appreciated. So, Gene, before we get into uh, some of the questions about you know, the transforming your mindset, you know, you know, goals and things of that nature. Could you speak a little bit about who you are, a little bit about your background and how did you get to the place of where you are right now? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it really tight. Um, come from humble beginnings from a, a smaller city in Iowa called Sioux City, Iowa. Uh, by the way, Galen, we called ourselves, uh, we thought we were little Chicago, but we were told. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but a meatpacking town. And, you know, I was very fortunate to, uh, you know, grow up in, you know, an area in that town and go to college and stayed that right there in Sioux City. And right about the time I was in school, a little company had been started building computers called Gateway Computers. I fortunately had a chance to go to work there. I started down the night shift selling computers over the telephone. And if you remember that company, it went from a, you know, small little company to an $11 billion global company. So the 90s were very, very good as you saw that computer revolution, that home computer revolution. We were right in the middle of it. And me and a whole bunch of my friends and future friends and probably some folks that are on this, listening to this live right now, had a chance to build a dynasty and you know see and do things that you know otherwise we would norm normally never have a chance to do. In the middle of that, I got 
turned on to or, or, or presented with a book called Think and Grow Rich, if you've ever heard of that book, uh, written by Napoleon Hill almost 100 years ago. And I started reading about these principles of success. And it didn't mean think and grow rich just financially. It means rich in health, rich in relationships, rich in love, uh, rich in, in serving and giving to others. And I, I got turned on to personal development. So while I would sell computers or, or do what I did during the day, at night I was working on myself. I started listening to cassettes and tapes, and uh, somebody introduced me to uh, a guy named Jim Rohn, one of the old uh, business philosophers, and I had some bootleg copies of his tapes that I'd listened to in my car, and that led me to start listening to guys like Tony Robbins and uh, Wayne Dyer, and that's where things really changed for me, that I realized that when I changed the way that I was thinking about things, that that in the way I approach things in terms of uh, visualization and goal setting and and always being in service, trying to help other people do better, be better, learn learn better, um, that's where some really good things happen for me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So in the midst of of developing the mindset, because by the way, I had a gateway computer. In the, I believe in the <laughs> 90s as well. <laughs> I think it was the very first computer I actually bought myself, and I was so proud of it. <laughs> but you know, but but I'm saying that to say you were in one field, but you realized that you were being called and pulled to some other information. One of the things that I've noticed about the self-help movement, uh, self-development movement, is it doesn't make a difference what field you're in. If you can get your mindset cor- correct or rectified or transformed or enhanced or better, you can apply the principles that you learn in, in almost any field. Would, would you agree to that position? Well, one, Yeah, 100%. It's been said by many people that success is 80% psychology and only 20% skill. I didn't believe that when I was in my 20s and 30s. I'm like, no, you've got to understand the process. And if it's sales or if it's marketing, if it's customer service, if it's building or manufacturing something, that you've got to understand the process and work the process. Okay, great. But what I quickly found was that there were many people that, fully had the same training that fully understood the process of whatever it was, but would perform at mediocre or lower levels. And I'm like, what's the difference that makes the difference between people that consistently are happy, consistently are creating things, doing things, whether it's building a family, building a church, building a business, building a sales career, what is the difference? And if you really boil it down, I I had a very, uh, unique and lucky experience while being at Gateway is that we had thousands of employees. And because we did most of our work in a remote area, we, we moved from Sioux City, Iowa to North Sioux City, South Dakota, we were all under one roof. And we had, you know, hundreds of salespeople. If I, if I look at sales and customer service, thousands of people and and I had a chance to have this giant Petri dish. I didn't know it at the time, but I I would be able to observe large groups of people that had the same opportunity, 
that had the same training, that had the same, let's call it, um, um, so either job to do or, you know, we were all doing the same thing. Everybody had the same opportunity presented to them. And I would distinctively see a small handful of people that w would be at the top of the list in sales or they win the awards in customer service or tech support or they were employee of the month in, in manufacturing or production. And I got really focused on what is the difference between these folks and a lot of these folks I went to high school or college or grew up with. We're in a small town. You got to remember that, Galen. Yeah. So, you know, the people that I knew from kindergarten, I would see in the building, right? It's only 80,000 person town and we had 7,000 people working at Gateway. And it, and it always boiled down to it. These are the, these people had, uh, they had almost always had very powerful goals. They had, a, they had a vision of a bigger future. And I mean, it comes from the Bible without a vision, we shall perish. Right. Yeah. And, but it was consistent. So that as I got a little bit more mature, got into my thirties and you know, now I'm, I've read, you know, 200 books by now. And I'm listening to the tapes. I start going to some seminars and seeing the power of going to, you know, a live event and, and being with, you know, whether it's a few hundred or a few thousand other people to watch, you know, Tony Robbins or Jim Rohn or Tom Hopkins or Brian Tracy, I started to understand that there was a distinct difference and it wasn't, had nothing to do with um, how somebody was brought up. It has nothing to do with whether they were rich or poor. I found that, you know, success is, is blind to background. Success says, what, what do you do for me lately? Mm -hmm. And it was always the people that had the powerful mindset and it wasn't, it, it didn't matter race. It did race. It didn't matter I don't know, sexual preference. It didn't matter. Background, rich, poor. Um, you know, there's, there's no shortage of stories of folks that had the most treacherous upbringing and they go on to be some of the most successful people in the world. And I was driven to understand what's the difference that makes the difference. And it came down to core principles, mindset and psychology. All right. Mindset and psychology. That's what it's about. You know, it's, it's kind of funny that, you know, I was um, I had a, I've, I've had a, a few different keynote speakers on the show lately. Some of your friends, are, uh, you know, Raymond Aaron. Um, oh, yeah. Mark, Mark Uzik, uh, et cetera. I had Marcus uh, Anthony Ray on um, uh, last week. Uh, Noah St. John, you know, just interviewing people who are really high skill experts and friends of yours. And yep. one of the things that keeps coming back is that it's the mindset that actually matters. Um, now, just sharing something that I shared with uh, with uh, Raymond a couple of weeks back is that I got into self-development uh, in, in a similar way. My mom actually exposed me to a tape of Les Brown. And yeah, I, I didn't, <laughs> yeah. And so, so it's around Thanksgiving and my room is next to the kitchen. And she said, put this on your stereo while I'm cooking. And I'm listening to this guy, and I'm saying, Ma, who in the heck is this guy? You know, I, didn't, I don't think I said who in the heck because I grew up in the Midwest and you just didn't talk like that. You didn't even say heck to your mom. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I but, but it made so much sense. I was like, who is he? And believe it or not, Les is actually 
was trained in self-development at our church. He was a minister who decided to, to go into motivational speaking. And she's like, oh, he used to be a minister at our church that I never went to. And, but I couldn't, I, <laughs> so I was like, there's a church that has people to talk like him. And would, and I got everything that I could get my hands on because it made sense that it's not necessarily uh, just the skill set or the education. You have to have the mindset to maximize them. So, I, you know, it, it's, it's right on the money. So let me ask you this, this question. Um, and let me just put the number out there. If somebody does want to call in and ask, and ask a question, I at least want to make sure I put that out there. Actually, we already have a caller, Gene. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring the caller in. Is that okay? All right. All right. Bring it. All right. How you doing there? This is uh, Reverend Alice Brown. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing there? Do you have hey, a, a question for uh, Gene McNaughton? Good morning. Yes, I do. I'm very interested in learning how to be successful with using the various resources that we have today. We're doing a new thing called virtual living. That's what I'm calling it. And it's not easy for everyone to stay at home, to be on lockdown. So what is it that I can do to, uh, one, to assist people as a minister, two, to perhaps have some resources that I can share with them? Alice, thanks for asking that question. Look, there is unlimited resources available to you on your phone or on your computer, whether it's through YouTube, even on social media, um, as you follow people, what I'm seeing is a lot of, let's call it authors, speakers, or subject matter experts that are stepping up to literally give their content away. And they're, they're doing it because it's the right thing to do. But really, the, the first step is the commitment, like, like move mentally out of I want to start doing it to actually getting into action. And and I'll I'll drop some names as we go through this interview here. You know, certainly Tony Robbins, uh, Napoleon Hill, uh, Grant Cardone, somebody down in Florida that's just doing great things to provide their their expertise, their subject matter uh, uh, expertise and you know, the other thing, Alice, is to think about it is as you're um, observing, reading, watching, anything that's out there, this is all the free stuff. What I position myself as, and I'm watching others do, is, you know, be the conduit. If you see something that really impacts you emotionally, like, gosh, that was so good, or a Les Brown, man, his talks, there's so many hundreds, if not thousands, of his recorded talks on YouTube that are there for free. You can be the conduit. Now, one thing I want everybody to remember is something I learned from a, one of the sages, Zig Ziglar. You may have heard that name. And he always said this, service to many is what leads to greatness. So if you see something that's impactful for you, then send it. Send it to others. Send it to somebody. And, and the truth is, Alice, you know, less than 20% will actually sit down for five minutes and watch the video. But you never know that one person that is struggling, that's struggling with a decision. They're struggling with everything from, um, you know, deciding on how they're going to parent to maybe dealing with an addiction. Um, I think we're going to see a ridiculous negative trend in addictions 
uh, alcoholism, drug addiction. I just know that's happening with all this self-isolation. Um, you never the one of the greatest ways to learn is to look at yourself as the conduit. I need to go find some of this best information on mindset or spirituality or relationships or physical health and then share that with everybody you know. If you get into the mindset that, that, and this is so true for everybody listening, is the greatest investment you can make is in yourself. And that means knowledge. And there's, there's, as I said, there are unlimited resources available for free. And what I always encourage people to do is, is say, look, if you watch something that, that touches you, that, that gives you those goosebumps, puts that lump in your throat, then get that out to as many people as you know. Yeah, that works. Thank you so very much. You're, you're welcome, Alice. And I, I don't know if you're on Facebook or, or Instagram, but connect oh, yes. with me. And oh, yes. I'm putting resources out. All, you know, every time I see something that touches me, whether it's a picture with a phrase on it, um, you know, I look at myself as the conduit. I don't have to create everything I put out. I try to create as much stuff out of my brain onto paper. But there are so many smart people out there that are, you know, I call it in it to win it. That, and if you're in it to win it, that means you, you can't, you know, and success is, we can, there's so many different variations of success. Most people just think, Lots of money and whatever. No, that's not it. Success as a parent, success as a son or daughter, success as a friend, success as a as a leader of of your family or your neighborhood or your business. You know, there's success is such a vague term in my mind that you know I I would rather change the word success to happiness because I know some real rich people that are not happy. I don't call that successful. Why would why would somebody work their lives to make a ton of money, get overextended, buy it way too big of a house and too many cars and and you know if you would have told me this when I was 25 I would have said you're crazy that if I get those things I'm going to be happy. Well, I can tell you I got those things and I was not happy. Because why? Because you're chasing your monthly bills. Suddenly you have to start making so much money just to pay for your expenses. That's no way to live either. I know I know many rich people that are completely unhappy, and I know people that financially do okay, but they're over-the-top happy. Why? They're in church. They're true to their family. They're true to their spouse. They're true to themselves. They, you know, I don't think any of us are perfect right now on our diets, but, you know, I'm still seeing some people out there that are out exercising and, <laughs> you know, walking around the block where they can, and I saw some guy ran a um, you know, ran in circles in his tiny backyard, you know, a full marathon. I mean, there's, there's, we can all do something. And, you know, I'm, I just, I watch so much and I see people that, that automatically tie success and money together. And I'm here to tell you that those, that's not true. That's not true at all. Hap, the goal is happiness. The goal is not get rich. Now, if you can do both, great. And I know some people that are both, but I'll choose happiness over money all day long. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Alice, for the call. We have another caller, Gene. We're bringing in Eric. Eric, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Do you have a 
question for Gene? Yeah, I have a quick question. First of all, thank you, Reverend, for this awesome show. Appreciate all that you do. Thank My you. question for Gene is, what is the actual process that you've used to empower your life? And does that process still work for you today, or how do you did you tweak that process to keep yourself empowered to live the best life that you want to live now? Yeah, um, if everybody has a pen or make a mental note, obviously you're driving, don't make notes right now, but it's, it's a very simple formula that I learned from, it's a combination of, of many of the greats. And what happens is when you study enough people or you study enough of a subject matter, you begin to see patterns in the subject matter. And I wanted to study successful people. So I looked at uh, Les Brown, uh, Tony Robbins, I looked at and studied all, everything they did, everything they had, every book they had, every tape they had, every CD they had. And it really boiled down to five key steps. And I'm going to go through those real quick. Galen, is that okay? I yeah, absolutely. Um, we have, as long as we can stop by 1029, uh, so for the commercial and uh, we have one, another caller that we'll take. So, uh, Joel, if you stay online, I'll pick you up after the break. So go ahead, Gene. All right, I'm going to do this in four minutes. Step number okay. one is you got to know what you want. And, and that means clarity. Get clear on what you really want in your life. That could be your body. It could be money. It could be career. It could be parenting. It could be uh, physical fitness, whatever it is. But the very first step is having a clear vision of what you want. Now, it's interesting that you see all these weird census reports and so forth, but I've spoken in front of, you know, I don't know how many thousands of people over the last 30 years. It's a lot, right? And yeah. I'll always, how many of you have written goals? And it's always less than, you know, less than 10% of the room to even for people to sit down and say, okay, what do I want over the next 12 months, two years or five years? And what's interesting about life and humans is, you know, we tend to overestimate what we can do in 30 days, but we radically underestimate what we can do over the course of a year or two years. So the New Year's resolution theme, okay, this is the year I'm going to quit this and I'm going to start that and I'm going to join the gym and do all these things. And we all know what happens with that about, you know, a month later, just look at your gym. Um, it's packed in January, then it's less packed in February, less packed in March, and by April it's, you know, kind of the same characters that are going. So the first step is to get very clear with specificity. You can't say, I want to lose some weight. You say, I want my body to look like this. I want to weigh this much or whatever. I want to make, you can't say, I want to make more money. It's, I want to go from where I am today to whatever your goal is. But get very clear. That's step one. Step two is you've got to apply the mental pressure on yourself and give yourself a, a big reason. Right. And you've all done this before when, you know, you were you've been meaning to start something, you've been meaning to stop something and you keep finding yourself going back into the old patterns. You start the diet and then it's the weekend, it's a wedding, it's the Super Bowl, it's the vacation, it's you name it. And then you go off the diet or uh, if it's if it's addiction, something I'm very passionate about. Um, and sobriety, you stop for a couple of days. You know, I just see these patterns running, and I see them, see them running with my friends as we speak right now. So you've got to have 
reason. Remember this, friends. Reasons come first. Answers will come second. But you've got to put the mental pressure on yourself or find a mentor, find a coach, find somebody that's close to you that's going to hold you accountable to do the things you know you need to do. Friends, if if all of us on this phone call had to lose weight, there is no shortage of processes and diets and habits and healthy tips and all that. There's no shortage of that. So, so we can't say the information isn't out there. It's just we don't have strong enough reasons. Step three is you got to get into action. Can't have paralysis of analysis and keep thinking and thinking. And if, it, if losing weight is something that's important or feeling healthier, then put your shoes on and go walk around the block. If you can't walk around the block, rock, walk around your yard. If you can't walk around your yard, walk around your house. But, but do something. Step four is you've got to put measurements in place. So how do you know you're making progress towards the goal that you, goals that you've set for yourself? A great way to look at it is you can be super motivated, you can be running very hard, but you can't keep running east looking for a sunset, right? You'll never <laughs> see it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and then the, the last one is, is mentors and models. So you can have mentors in your community. You can have mentors in your church, people that will give you guidance and advice. You can hire a coach, somebody that you pay to hold yourself, help hold you accountable to do the things you know you need to do to get what you want. The fastest way to speed something up is feed your brain like you would feed your body. If you feed your body cupcakes and ho-hos and Coca-Cola all day, well, you know how you're going to feel over the course of time. The brain works the same way. So what do you, if, you're, if you're somebody that's only watching the news all day, every day, it can get pretty darn depressing. So we'll go to, we'll go to break here, Galen. But I want to yeah. talk about feeding your brain, guarding your mind. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, Eric, we we have to go to our break in about thirty to forty-five seconds. So, thank you for the call, and um, and go work those five steps. I got them. Appreciate you. You're gonna hold All me right. accountable, and I thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. Great question, Eric. So, thank you, thank you. So, yeah, we we do have one other caller that we'll bring in, and then we'll jump right into the feeding your brain because I think that that is such an important part of what we do. So. Just And when we come back, we'll make sure that you all have all the good information you need to have so you can transform your life. Because as Gene has been stating so well, you have to transform your consciousness. Truth transforms. So when you know the truth, it can transform your life. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Before we go on with the show, I want to remind you that you can check in to the live stream to Christ Universal Temple on 10.30, from 10.30 a.m. until 12 p.m. 
at www.cutemple.org, or you can go to our YouTube page to watch the same live stream, which is all you have to do is put CU Temple in the search engine. You'll see the live stream pop up, and we also broadcast it on our Facebook page as well. So if you want to plug in, check in with us, you can do that. Also, we have noonday lessons now on Facebook from 12 p.m. until 12.30 p.m. I actually do them Wednesdays through through Friday. So if you're listening live now, you will actually have an opportunity to hear me teach a lesson a little bit later, maybe, you know, an hour and a half from now. Uh, and we're going to be talking about um, what true success and prosperity and riches really mean, something that Gene already talked about. Uh, so uh, we have a few callers of Gene, so I want to knock them out and then we can uh you know, get into some other uh, things as well. Gene, before I take this call, though, could you let people know how they can get in contact with you and also about um, the offer with your uh, the chapter in your book? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make sure and contact me or get with me on social media. It's just my name, Gene McNaughton, on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Twitter, <laughs> whatever your favorite channel is, get connected with me. And I'm sending out resources daily of either things I write or, or videos I do, or I'm, if I find somebody other great, somebody else's great content, I'm sharing that as well. Like all of you can be the conduit of, of good, positive, mentally healthy information. And then also, I wrote a best-selling book a year and a half ago, and I'm just giving away the the best chapter in the book. And if you want to get a free chapter of my book, go to uh, the salesedge.co, not .com, but thesalesedge.co, and uh, grab a chapter of the book and read it up. Good stuff. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. We're going to bring Joel in now. Joel, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing? Hello. Hey, Joel. <laughs> do, you have a call, do you have a call for, I mean, a call, a question for Gene? Um, I just have a comment if that's okay not really a question sure um i thank you for those five steps i wrote it down you said grab a pen and i had one handy with my journal right in front of me so i wrote those steps down and <laughs> and i love that, that's so that. Good. i've been really tuned into a lot of uh just into the spirit and um my purpose in life and and one of the ladies that called before, um, and you're talking, uh, this is my first time to hear your show, and I, I just turned on Unity Radio, and I got off of a, a Zoom call a little while ago, and I want, and I heard you talking about people that share their content for free, and I'm one of those people, and I want that lady and anyone else to, to know that I'm an, I'm an artist, and I share my content for free. Um, on YouTube as well as um, like, well, I do Workshop Wednesday, that's today, where I teach art to um, kids. For I know a lot of kids are home. You know, a lot of kids don't have an art class or their, te their, their parents don't, you know, know how to teach an art class or whatever. Well, I do that on Wednesdays, um, and I I have a different thing that I do at a Facebook Live um, at one o'clock Monday through Thursday, and it's just my way. Hey, to Joel. Joel, what's your I, last I, name? What's your 
Joel, what's I was your about last to say name? that. What's your last name? <laughs> oh, artfully, Joel is my thing. Um, my page. Okay, so so Joel, because of the fact that we are, we do have some, another caller, um, so say the name of what they can find again, so they can look it up themselves. Because I do want to make sure that I respect the time of everybody that's on the call oh, who I'm might have sorry. questions. Give, give the information and Joel, and it's at one p.m. Mountain Time, Monday through uh-huh. Thursday. Artfully, Joel, J O E L L E. All right. Well, thank you. Well, I was going to say, but but I'm, I'm going. I don't mean to cut you short, but I'm gonna have to move on. But I thank you for well, calling I in. I thank and, you for your support. And thank you. And I I would say check out. I have eight years worth of content on this podcast. So after the show is over, go into the archives of just look up my show Truth Transforms. Go back and you'll find interviews and me teaching about every self help book or spiritual principles book you can imagine, chapter by chapter. And I think if um, give it a chance, take a look at it. And if it's beneficial, reach back out and let me know what you think of it. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your day and continue to enjoy the call. Thank you for calling in. Much appreciated. Um, We're going to bring Robin in. Robin, are you there? I'm here. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. How about yourself? I am excellent. Do you have a question for Gene? I do, Gene. Good morning. What I wanted to find out is, in your experience, what have you discovered um, has been um, outside of, well, I mean, and I'm saying outside of the individual self, but what has been the number one saboteur that um, has created the greatest hurdle for people? Because in listening and understanding uh, the process, the steps, and those sort of things, but when people, there, there sometimes tends to be this plateau that's reached. So ask the question again, Robin. So what you found in your experience, in your training, your coaching, to be the the number one consistent saboteur for people? Ah, um, well, you know, I, I learned in the seminar one time, and it's so true, that in terms of, let's just call it, I'm going to use the word success. And success, however you label success, is that the mind works works like a like a thermostat in a house, and if you have that thermostat turned to seventy degrees and it's sixty five degrees in the house, what happens? The furnace turns on, and it'll go to seventy degrees. Then it shuts off, and then it starts to cool down in the house. Then the thermos turns on. It goes to seventy degrees. Look at the seventy degrees like like your goals. And what happens is, is people will get to a certain level. For example, people will, will lose that 12 pounds and they'll get to that goal weight and they start to feel good about their body. And we, and I, cause I myself included, by the way, you know, I'm working on this stuff just like everybody else. Um, then we will tend to let off on um, our, our habits, our rituals, our disciplines, and then that, you know, we put that 10 pounds back on. Now, that thermostat works with money. It works with career. It works with your body. That it, it, You've got to guard whatever the setting 
and let's just say the setting of the thermostat is no different than the setting of the goals that, you know, you could say, um, how, how do I get to that ideal weight or that ideal body? Um, and then say, how do I get there and maintain it and keep it that way? But I, I see that, and I, I, I battle with that myself. I'll, I'll, I'll be on a good groove towards any discipline, my relationships, spirituality, body, money, um, and then I let off. So what happens is, is that once you get to a certain level, a level that you enjoy, then if you don't come back and set the next goal or the next aspiration that it, it's easy to fall back into old habits. That, in you know, I'm 52 years old. And that is, you know, I, I I go through that myself. I think everybody does. And the the way that I get around that as best I can is I'm constantly feeding my mind. I'm finding somebody that has achieved some of the things that I aspire to achieve, and I'm studying. I'm listening to them. You know, modeling which simply means find somebody who's done what it is you want to do and uh, observe them. I did this in high school sports. I did this in college sports. I did this in when I started my sales career. I always wanted to be around those folks that seemed to have the things, when I said have it all, right? They had a good relationship. They were in shape. They were making money. They seemed happy. And, and know this too, Robin, is that, it is so true, things that have been said forever, but they're so true that you literally will become the, the very similar to the people, that, the five people that you're around the most. You will begin to behave like them. And I always tell people, check your peer group out. Are you, are you around people that are positive and encouraging and achieving, and, and, or are you around people that are dragging you down? And in some cases, you know, and I've had to do this, and I think everybody should, you know, just that's a good litmus test. Who are you around the most, the five people, family, kids, business, neighbors, whatever, church, and say, okay, are these people that are, are pulling me up or are they pulling me down? And if they're pulling you down, then you got to rethink that. And some people would say, well, you know, I'm around my family, um, and, you know, I have to be around my family. I totally get that. But I would say, love your family, pick your peer group, pick who you're studying, pick who you're reading, pick the people that you're around. Uh, I guess we can't be around people right now, but, um, you can observe them online. You can observe their social media. You can, uh, look at their programs. You can, in some cases, buy their programs. You know, the other thing I find is that when we commit to putting money forth towards our personal development, as humans, we tend to follow through. And so people say, why don't you just give everything away? Why don't you just give all of your books away? Well, I know that if I gave everything away, most people wouldn't do it because we, we, we rarely respect something that's given to us. Rarely. I'm not saying always, but rarely. But when somebody puts you know, $12 down to buy a book, the odds are higher there's no guarantee um, the odds are higher they're going to actually read it and implement the stuff. You know, knowledge by itself is not going to change your life. We have knowledge on our phones at unlimited proportions right now, yet people are still overweight. <clears throat> people are still angry at the government. People are still 
um, not at their financial goals. So it's not the knowledge that's going to make the difference. It's, it's application of the right stuff. And the best way to weed through everything is find people that have done what it is you want to do and, and copy them, model them. Feed your brain like you'd feed your body. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Robin, for the call. Much appreciated. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you, Gene. Have a great day. Have a great day, Robin. So, Gene, just kind of just drilling back on the feature brain uh, part, because um, we have about uh, 13 minutes or so left. I really want to j- drill down while we don't have any callers in about feeding your brain and the power of perception. And, and, and if you want to, you know, if you want to recap those five steps that you gave. Yeah, so I, I'm going to go into something a, a little bit different, and we've just got a little bit of time sure. here. Man, this time flies by fast, doesn't it? I know. Yeah, I know. Um, one thing I want people to think about is this word perception. You know, how do you perceive anything? And let's just look at this crisis. You know, some, somebody that perceives this crisis as being the end of the world is going to do radically different things than somebody that perceives this crisis as, the launching of, you know, some of the greatest opportunity. After every recession came the uh, boom time, economic boom, relationship boom, life boom, like in a positive way. And that's in recorded history. It's also in recorded history that about every 10 years, there's a recession. Something happens, 9-11 or the housing crisis. Now it's corona. Like people, when the stock market in January was almost at you know, was at an all-time high and was going to break this this huge number, people were like, gosh, unemployment is less than 3%. The stock market is great. Everybody's growing. Nothing's going to stop us. It's an election year for the president. Nobody saw the corona, the virus coming, right? Nobody predicted that to say October. You know, there's pontificators that, you know, you, you know, the thing about pontificators is, you know, they can say anything they want, and then, you know, it goes back and say, yep, I told you so. Well, I mean, come on. I, I don't necessarily believe in that. So how you perceive this thing is everything. And let me play this out. This is another, for those of you that have a pen out and, and a journal right now or a piece of paper, write this down. Perception is the single most important thing we can master. And here's why, Galen. Okay. How you perceive anything is going to dictate how you feel about it. And how you feel about anything is going to dictate what you decide to do and what you decide to do repeatedly over and over again ultimately creates your your outcome or your destination. How you look at something says, this is going to dictate how I feel, This is going to, and how I feel is what I'm going to do, and what I do over and over again creates the results that I have. And here's one thing I want everybody to write down. You, right now, are perfectly designed to create the results that you're creating. Right. So don't judge the results. If, if you feel overweight, if you feel like you're not doing as good as you want financially, or you could be doing even better than you are, okay, great. Everything you've done up to this point has gotten you to where you are. Now, if you want a different result, then you've got to change, Right. So the question is, if, if you believe in what I'm saying, how you perceive something indicates how you feel, how you feel is what you do, what you do is what creates your result, short-term and long-term. 
question is, is if you buy into that, and, and I know it's true because I've lived it, then how do you control your perception? Well, you control it by what you focus on. See, there's something in the okay. brain, and it's called the reticular activating system. I know that's a mouthful, but basically it's the part of the brain that, that controls what you see. It controls um, what you notice. Now, for example, if, um, if I asked you to look around the room and notice everything that's red, and you did that right now, and you said, okay, I'm looking around my room, red, 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 and then I have you close your eyes, and I say, tell me something in your office that was green or your room that was green. Most of you are, <laughs> if you're doing this exercise, you'll realize that if there's tons of green things around you, you just didn't notice them. So okay. uh, where your focus goes is where your energy flows. If I focus, if you were to focus on this, this crisis right now, all of us being home, as this is the, the, the time that, you know, I'm guessing most of you are having more home-cooked meals. You're, you might be playing board games. Um, you're, you're just connecting. You know, Galen, I don't know how old you are, but, you know, back in my day before cable TV, I mean, you know, you congregated with the family. We had dinner every night. We had, you know, family over, and we can't do that now, but we had family over for meals on Sunday after church. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you're starting to see all these really neat things come out of this where it's like I haven't sat down and talked to my teenager for years or uh, we haven't played Monopoly or you know, connect four or a board game for yeah. years. Yeah. We brought a board out a board game um a week two weeks ago Friday and I have seven kids. Um and and we have a seven year old, two nine year olds, a twelve year old, a seventeen year old in the house and we brought out a board game and they were like, What is this? <laughs> right? So you could look you could be focusing on while this is going on, I can connect with my family. I can read more books. I can listen to more things. I can look at this time as a, as a time to grow myself emotionally, uh, physically, relationship-wise, right? Right. So what right. you focus on determines how you perceive something. How you perceive something determines how you feel. So people right now, you could feel really scared or you could feel really excited. You get right. to determine that. So the, the right. broad question says is, okay, I get this gene. Um, how do we control our focus? And it really comes down to a couple simple things. And it's the, the level and quality of the questions that you ask yourself over and over again. So ask yeah. a good question, you get better answers. Here's a good question. How can here, – here's a bad question. Um what happens if I uh, go broke or what happens if I get sick? And I'm not saying you don't have to be cautious, but I'm just saying that play that out. Um, I have a friend that, that was going through that and then he calls me, he's like, Oh, my chest feels tight. I wonder if I've got it. I'm like, just go get it checked out. Right. Like he's in this, this, this spiral, this, this spiral of fear. And that's dictating his actions, and it's dictating how he feels, and, and it's amazing. But if you can ask yourself empowering questions, like here's a simple one. What's great about this? Despite everything that's going on, what's great about this? Well, I get to spend more time with the people I love the most. You know what's amazing, Galen, is, Galen, is most of us work 
you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week because we want to provide for our family, yet we're, we're more married to our jobs or our careers than we are to our kids. I mean, isn't that a little bit messed up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, well, I got to do this because I want to provide and I want to give all these things. And, and there's many cases where your spouse, your partner, your kids, your mom, your dad, they would – the things are less important than, you know, a relationship, conversation. And, you know, if you say what's great about this or what, what can this teach me, I guarantee you this crisis is going to teach people to manage their money a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Not get over it. You know, what can I learn from this? Well, one thing I can learn is I'm always going to take 10% of my income. I'm going to put it in a separate account, and I'm going to save it for a rainy day. Well, guess what, everybody? We're in the rainy day. Were you ready? Yeah. Right? And if you're not, then don't judge it. Remember, you're perfectly designed to achieve the results you're getting. So if you don't like the result, you've got to change your habits. You've got to change what you're doing. And if it's as, as little as, okay, I'm going to skinny down what I spend money on. And from this day forward, I'm going to take 10% of every check I get from whatever source, and I'm going to put it away in a savings account. Because my friends, I don't want to be negative here, but there will be another rainy day. Life works just like the seasons. There's winter, there's spring, there's summer, and there's fall. And for, for all years of recorded history, after winter follows spring. After spring follows summer. After summer comes fall, harvest time. We just came out of harvest time in January. We went into winter in February, and we'll probably be in winter until June. I just I don't know the answer. Nobody knows the answer. But after every winter follows spring. After every spring follows summer. So if you can ask yourself empowering questions. Right? right? What's great right. about this? What can I learn from this? How can I use this crisis to make myself better? What habits can I change to make even better? What's, what's, what makes me happy? Here's a great question you can ask yourself. Who do you love? And what can you do? Now, that begins to say, if I say, who do you love and who loves you? And you just think about it for a moment, and you just flood your mind with faces and smiles, and you know maybe it's even parent, people that are deceased, like both my parents died in the last few years, and you know I can be really sad about that, or I can look back on the happy times and, and make myself feel good. It's amazing what we can do in our own head. What was great about my relationship with my dad? You know, what are the things I miss the most about my dad? What about those times my mom made me laugh or, or took, you know, made me feel good after I lost a game or got a bad grade on my report card? And there were many of those. And you just ask yourself those questions. And if you understand the process, questions determine focus. Focus determines perception. Perception determines how you feel. How you feel is how you're going to act. You know, how do I make today a great day, right? It, it's amazing right. how simple that is. But if you play those formulas out over and over again, you're going to start to find yourself feeling better. You know, start to find yourself smiling more, laughing more, uh, choosing, you know, a piece of fruit over the candy bar. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> as, for as real. A simple example, but but you know, I'm living this stuff too, man. I'm on the path. People say, "Oh, Gene, you're the master." Of, I'm like, I'm not a master. Anybody that's a master knows that there is no mastery. Mastery is is just a, a step in the process. Right. That would be further down right. the, the line than most in terms of reading and listening and going to seminars. But I'm in pursuit myself. And I know that when I'm in pursuit, when I'm growing is when I'm happiest. Yes, yes, yes. So, Gene, because we have about a minute left, I want to make sure that people yet again can plug into you. If you can spell out your name again, tell people where they can get the free resource and um, and the title of your book, because it's on Amazon, I believe, right? It is, it is. And this is not a plug for you to go buy the book. Just go get the free chapter if you're in sales. It's a sales book. Um, the book is called The Sales Edge, and it's the salesedge.co to get your free chapter. And then on social media, it's I have the same handle everywhere. It's, it's just my name, G-E-N-E, Gene McNaughton, M-C-N-A-U-G-H-T-O-N. And if you connect with me on any of your favorite channels, when I produce something or create something or I find a great you know, piece of content that moved me, um, I always post it because I, you know, remember, you don't have to be the creator of everything. You can be the conduit. Meaning you find something great, a great YouTube video that moved you, a Les Brown video, get that stuff posted out there. Do your thing. And in, in if our job is, if we really look at service to many leads to greatness, social media allows you to be that person. And when I say greatness, I'm not saying money. Only. I'm yes. saying happiness, friendship, relationship. Be We're going to have to close, Gene. They're giving me the closeout music. So thank you, listeners, for every everything. Thank you, Gene. Um, we'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Take care. Keep doing your thing, Galen. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.